we're just going in straight into HUVs. We're doing we're, we're just we're just launching it. We're just launching it. You know, not okay. dead style. Yeah, that's cool. Hello, welcome to Not Dead, your survivalist guide to the modern world. I'm here with your floppy. You look very floppy, actually. My floppy co-host, Ulfer. Hello. <laughs> um, and we are talking. We're talking about a few things today. We're going to be. Yep. There's going to be some good news coming in at the end. Um, yep. There's also we got we got a nonce update. That's we a, do. That's an episode. That's nonce update per episode now, and um, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about what's going on in the UK because that seems to be like some big news right now. Um, for the for, people involved, anyway, yeah. For the people involved, yeah. The, for the yeah. people involved. Um, all for what can you? So I, I want to get an outsider's perspective. Do you know what's going on in the UK right now? Uh, let me see. My friend Jack had a baby. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, my other friend Sam got married. Um, Your other friend? Wait, not me. <laughs> you have another friend, Sam? I mean, I was trying to go very, very incognito on it and not blow your cover, <laughs> but congratulations, Sam, on getting married. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, that's that's right off the market now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that any of you wanted what I was selling, but you know what? Just so you know, it's gone. Okay, yeah, it's gone for it's good. Sold it's sold out. Yeah, it's, it's even gone. if you did change your mind and want it, it's now gone. So, on the topic of being sold out, the last I heard, your shelves were getting a little bit empty. Um, there was no harvest this year for some reason. The shelves, are, okay. The shelves currently touching all the wood, so yep. begging for it are fine currently. Yep. Uh, going forward, maybe not. Uh, it could be a very bleak Christmas, uh, but we will will maybe cover that a bit more uh, at some point. <laughs> but. The reason why it might be a bleak Christmas is actually causing big problems right now. So the re- the problem with the uh, food getting to our shelves is a HGV driver cl- um, crisis. So for those who don't know what that stands for, it's heavy goods vehicle. So those yep. are lorries. Uh, we That's don't have we don't have enough lorries and trucks going around in the UK, and so we're not getting food coming into our shelves. Um, we're not getting deliveries to certain places. Uh, weird things that I found out, uh, we don't have enough um, CO2. So that might mean that Scotland doesn't get any more iron brew. Right. <laughs> so, and CO2 is used for packaging and all sorts of other things as well. Um, and the main thing happening yep. this week is there is a fuel crisis. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and you, you can't, you can't, skip over the co2 crisis without mentioning that that they use co2 to pump beer yeah that's true i mean but i mean to be honest i'm an ale drinker so that's okay i don't need the co2 okay. so yeah if you're a lager drinker or, pill, or you like a pills no i'm really sorry but you know what you just need to deal with it just just drink <laughs> just drink something with a bit of flavor <laughs> why don't you I mean, hobgoblin. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't even know where to start on this because it's like it's been it's been kind of crazy in ways. There's been fist fights on um, the forecourts or petrol stations. Okay, like literal. I mean, is, are we going full Mad Max here? Is it is it time to break out the gimp mask and just you know dress in leather? You know what? I don't think we're going to be able to go Mad Max because we can't drive the cars. <laughs> I mean, they were fighting over fuel. That's one of the things. So yeah, but I, I think yeah, yeah. Okay, I think we've gone like full suburban Mad Max. Like it, yeah. it, it's just people running around with um, staple guns and hole punches, like trying to like fight each other. <laughs> That's got to be one of the saddest fights in the history of the human species. Yeah. Um, I also heard about uh, 
heard about someone so this was on twitter the brother or something or brother or brother-in-law yeah was uh is a hgv driver driving around uh petrol in the back of his tank and yeah. he had a line of cars following him to the petrol station just go as he was turning they were turning as and so oh I, my god like the, he was like a but this is this is only bp in texaco this doesn't affect shell this doesn't affect so this doesn't affect and dude i um so i was out at the weekend and i needed to top up um yeah. and i i ended up having to go into i think it was a tesco's no it wasn't Tesco's didn't have any fuel, so I had to go to the, I want to say Sainsbury's. It was the Sainsbury's fuel t- fuel pump, but yeah. I'd also gone past the uh, Morrison's one. I'd gone past, like, I just completely ignored BP because I was yeah. like, I, I know you're not going to have any. And yeah. so, yeah, it's just, so there was a, I think that this started with a fuel shortage for one um, petrol station, or oh, well, those two petrol stations, and then it started to people then started to worry, and so then they were going to other ones. I think it probably started perfectly reasonably at first, but then it's just people got a bit out of hand. Lying. So this this is the toilet paper incident from last year all over again. And also the um, petrol, uh, the gas um, incident in the US. No one, I, I, I will say this about the British, we might be panic buying, but no one has filled the boot of their car up with petrol in plastic bags yet, to my knowledge. What is wrong with people? <laughs> that that was one of, is corrosive. Yeah, that was one Gasoline of the photos. Is- Oh my! That came out of the uh, the US last year of like someone with like a pl- plastic bags filled with petrol in their boot. is corrosive. Have I said gasoline is corrosive? Yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, I'm also like one thing that Andrew and I have been talking about is uh, all those people with electric cars. Yeah. Now I'm the people who people have hybrids are already pretty smug and the people have full-on electric cars and all like oh they're whatever right now if i had an electric car i'd just be driving around like oh i might stop off at the petrol station for a snack (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so uh this winter is going to be interesting well i mean Hopefully things get resolved and hopefully we can get fuel at some point. I mean, if not, I mean, over the lockdown, everyone took to walking. Yeah. Like everyone took to, so people know the, so the little country lanes and things that they can use now because they haven't been driving their cars uh, because they've been, they've been getting out for walks. So hopefully we just become, we just turn to Hobbiton. Just, I can see that I can see that happening given just, the you know average stature of the average Brit is slightly above Hobbit. Uh, what we do, what we do is we just so this is this is my it's like England how we survive. If we yep. don't survive, if we don't resolve like HGVs instead, we just go back to like the 1940s, the nice bits when there wasn't a war on. And we just have everyone just walks places. You just you just have good shoes. You get yeah. really good, like better shoes than the nineteen forties. You get good hiking boots, and you just walk everywhere. And then if you want your goods, you just got like a horse and car. Yeah. What's it like? Also, horses. They are uh, the environmental vehicle. Like we should just go back to it. It's like they eat. They eat grass. They poop which then feeds the grass. Like, it's all a cycle. It's like a very clean, like they fart a lot. That's a problem. Okay. Okay. So as a person who owned horses, Mm -hmm. you guys struggle with picking up the poop 
from your dogs? <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so not everyone has a horse. Only the okay. H- so the horses are the HGV vehicles of future right. Britain. They right, just okay. have like they just carry things. Like you don't. Not everyone owns a horse. Like if you were just a if you were just a peasant like most of us, you just yeah. you just have good shoes. Okay, you just get All good right. shoes. So we're going to stop out the the HGV drivers for horse and carriage. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Lots of horses and carriages. Yep. Yep. So many towns. Wasn't there, wasn't there something about central London closing down for car traffic? Wasn't that a thing at one point? Wasn't Sadiq Khan pushing that for for making that, a car-free zone? That was a thing. Like we, uh, I think that it was going to be like so. It was only. It was going to be super tiny as well. It was just Soho. Yeah. yeah and to be honest, however. Like, with the amount of bars and stuff that Soho needs to survive, and the sex shops and yeah. the massage parlors, which are well, totally let, up and up. Let, let's let's talk about those. We won't talk about those that much. Like it's okay. okay. We'll just cover so, that one. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, how are these how are these companies now going to get restocked of supplies? Well, if you can't drive in there. Mm-hmm. Why not horse and carriage? Bring back a little bit of culture to the center of London. That's true, dude. That's true. That, like, that, that was that was my solution. I was like, I was willing to jump on that for a hot minute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, just they'll have like a loading bay. Like the the the, the HTVs will just drive up, park and park on the side of the road, drop the things, and you just load up your horse and carriage, and then you go on your little. I mean, it way. might have been that part of it, like the pedestrianized area, would be that there's like certain times when you could receive deliveries but then for the bulk of the day that it would be pedestrians only i imagine why do you have why do you have to kill my business idea sam i mean i was, we could... almo- I was almost going on shark tank actually imagine imagine if like we just took like a whole big section of london yeah and we just turned it into like medieval london yeah like it would have to be around by not, Tower why Bridge. The, why not the Victorian era when uh, we had Jack the Ripper and all the interesting people, Sherlock Holmes and all of them? We could do. Okay, so we do like from Tower Bridge, a little bit north of the river, but then it's all the way down through Southwark. Yeah. So you get the globe and you get like all that area as well and Borough Market. Mm. That yeah, we could yeah, we don't need HGV drivers. We got this no. sold. Exactly. All right, what are we even complaining about? I wasn't ah. complaining. I was actually looking forward to the idea of being able to just walk on the streets of London and not being driven down by a mad taxi driver <laughs> or All a right. pigeon. Either one. Yeah, it's mainly the pigeons. It's mainly feral fucking rabies induced covid sniffing pigeons <laughs> uh, okay so if we were to actually sell it because one of the things so there's several solutions that people are suggesting right now for the hgv crisis and it looks like there are i think that a number that's been batted around is a hundred thousand um hgv drivers that we need to resolve this and so there's but, uh, I'm sorry. everybody's studied to work in an office and be a manager. Oh my god, have you seen the memes about that? Like because I, I, <laughs> the no. uh, the U, uh, so the government last year they so the UK government last year did a ad campaign for um, oh yeah, yeah about you, you're about, working. Yeah, yeah, Nadia could be working in IT or something. It, yeah, it was fat, uh, so the one that Fatima. Me, Fatima, the ballerina, caught everyone's attention, and so now people have changed that to be like Fatima thought she was working in digital, but really she's reapplying for a HGV license. <laughs> 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 also, like working in digital—that's such like a boomer like statement of like working in digital what's that, that mean that, that, that's so 91 92 i i i you feel like the technology level of, of 1992 yeah and imagine where we are now 
And if the boomers are barely grasping 1992 now, right, we are 25, 26, 28 years, right? Mm -hmm. Near enough. We're near enough 28 years ahead of them. It's a sad, sad world, man. But, okay, so... Let's take Fatima. Fatima's just come out of like digital college. Yep. She's um, and she's ready to embrace digital. But oh no, everyone's doing digital work now, so she doesn't have a digital job to go to. Plus, exactly. plus everyone else is investing in horse stocks, so yes. she's behind the times on that. So she's thinking she needs to get her HGV license. Author, you used to be a HGV uh, driver. Yep, so I did. Could you give us some insights into actually? Before we talk about that, like the, so, the options. So, like, there's a hundred thousand jobs that need to be filled. Um, yep. They're talking about getting five thousand, uh, getting five thousand licenses for uh, UK EU workers to come in to do HGV. Um, jobs in the uk uh, wait wait so you're going to be importing people now to do the jobs but you won't accept syrian war immigrants and refugees we that, that, there will be hg hgv drivers in the jungle in calais which you've been holding up and denying access to your country i mean Dude, there's that. There's also the uh, the fact that we're like, oh, free movement as long as you're a HGV driver. It's like, oh, wait, wasn't there some sort of deal we had that allowed that at some point? Yeah. Wasn't that yeah. a thing? Um, yeah. And also, like, with these, it's 5,000 that we're saying, oh, yeah, that's what we can allow, 5,000 uh, people. But then it's like, it's a three-month visa. Okay. And so, and so, like, it's a weird thing of like, oh, so you can come into the UK for a three-month job, and then you have to leave, or reapply, and pay another, I don't know, hundred and sixty, two hundred pounds, two hundred and fifty pounds for that visa. Yeah, it's. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's it's. Weird. I mean, I'm just I'm just I'm just spitballing numbers here, but I would not put it past the UK government to have a, a service charge on applying for those visas. No. I wouldn't put it past them. And yeah, for three months, yeah, 250, 250 pounds would not be above the UK government to charge for a temporary visa. Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, and then, yeah, the, the last thing that they're going to be doing is uh, getting the army in. And I think that the figure was like, 80,000 um, HGVs uh, being driven by the military. Okay, yeah. Because they've got problem. nothing better to do. Well, I mean, you've... Oh, the, the military complex finally pulled out of Syria and Afghanistan, so, you know, I'm just happy they have nothing better to do. Well, yeah, like, that's good. But, I mean, it does feel very much like... Um, World War Two, pull up your bootstraps. We're going to get this done, lads. It's like, yeah, there is that. What is? But this? you had a question uh, about. Sorry, yeah. So yeah, so the main solution is going to be to like retrain people. So you've you've been a HGV driver. So what is the way in which? So how long does that take? And what is the process? Because I've got a driver's license. I know what that is, but. I've got no yeah. idea, like, for this kind of thing. Okay, so um, what I can tell you is in Iceland, I was able to get my uh, my advanced or HGV and oh, what are they called? Buses? Bus license? Okay, yeah. I was able to do that in a matter of months in the evenings okay um and it did cost it did cost a lot of money mm -hmm. even back then 
when I got my license, it's well over 10 years ago now. Wow. Okay. And uh, so I was working for a tourist company and I had to drive uh, mini buses and the option of driving big buses as well. So they covered that bit of it. And then I paid a little bit extra to the school of my own personal money and got the HGV license. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and that took me, that did take me a fair few months. Okay. Right. Okay. So yeah, that, that was said two months, six weeks, maybe something like that. Two months, six weeks. So if people start now, then we can yeah. have turkey for Christmas. Possibly. But here's the thing. Okay. In ev- all the places in Europe that I know of, our HGV license system is a joke. Right, okay. Because if you're going to be a professional driver in, for example, Norway... Yeah. That's at least three semesters. That's a year and a half. Right, yeah. Because they go and they train you. They, it's not just you get in, here's the steering wheel, here's the, here's the, here's the accelerator, here's the brake. It's, it's a lot more in-depth. You get like how to fix things on the fly if something breaks down, you, you get troubleshooting. There's like all this theory and there's a lot of training there is so much training they train you day in day out it's massive so i think sweden is in about two years wow yeah so it's a thing but once you come out of that school once you come out of that system you can pretty much drive anything yeah okay yeah because i was gonna ask you that as well like if you so you do so on your hgv license yeah are there things that you can't drive um well that all depends on your hgv license because you will have different brackets for different vehicles yeah so you might be able to you might be allowed to drive um a normal like van with um, a carrying capacity of I, I I don't do pounds so you know a two ton a two kiloton mm-hmm. carrying capacity right okay you might be able to you might that that's like a stage one HGV license if you're going for like a stage three I don't I don't honestly know what your driver's licenses looks like or what they call them. Yeah. If you pull a license and you look at the back of it, do they go by alphabetical letters oh, or do they go wait. by level? Where is my driver's license? Da, da, da. Found it. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. So I've got, yes, it's letters. So okay. I think I'm good all the way up to B. You should have a B. Okay, great. All right. Yeah. So the, the license is so all right. So you're, we're going to start at C. There might be a C1. Yeah, so C1, and that looks like it's like a Luton truck. Yep. So that's like that's like a small, that's just a van, right? That's yeah. a van. Right? Yep. Well, like okay. a big van, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, uh, still, it's a van. It's it's not a SIP car. It's a van. Um, yeah. And then you've got, uh, that was a C1. Then you have a C, which is an actual truck. Yeah. Yep. Do you have a C2? No, it then goes into D and D one, which is buses. Yep, and then you will have later further down that you will gonna have a CE. Yeah, yep. And that's, so that's a lorry with a trailer. That's a lorry with a trailer, precisely. So it all depends on what you're going for. Now, because I'm special, I decided to go full ham. So I've got a DE. I've got everything from A down to a DE license. I can drive, I can, I can command buses with, with, with hangers on them. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Right. But then like, what I was thinking as well with this is like, 
you can you can do all that but then what about like your loads like if it's a liquid like if it or uh, yes no so that's ah uh, that's that's an that's an addition so it's, this is like a pokemon like you is. you start off with like your your little driver's license and then you yep. fight it and then you start you give it like some magic candies or whatever it is and then it yep. slowly evolves yep that's <laughs> okay that's pretty much that's pretty much how it goes now so your driver's license here's the thing your driver's license allows you to operate the mechanical end of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you need if you are if you are transporting hazardous goods, you're going yeah. to need other certifications or other licenses or tickets to transport them, like explosive, hazardous gas, uh, anything under pressure, be it liquid or um, or what's it called not vapors but like gas under 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 pressure like pressurized gas mm-hmm. so all of that you're going to need additional training and that is just that's a whole nother kettle of fish so if you're going to be driving around with with fuel for example which is one of the most dangerous um, things you need to do you need to go i think it's called an ADR that's, that's at least what it's called in Icelandic. There's an ADR thing. It's also ADR in Norwegian, but I'm not really sure what it's called because you have funny names for things in England. We have perfectly normal names. Perfectly. Yes, precisely. Okay. All um, right. So, yeah, so it's, I mean, this is not just, you just don't take any Joe off the streets and throw him in the back of a, you know, behind the wheel of a truck because he's able to drive a Nissan Micra and say, go for it. Because I am not kidding you right now. And this is going to sound absolute bananas, but in my opinion, this is my opinion, 60% of the job of a lorry driver Mm -hmm. is backing up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, so, a typical day for me, right, would be I'd yeah. go, I'd collect my car, I'd collect the containers that I was using for that day, yeah, and then I'd drive from point A to point B, mm-hmm. and then I'd have to back up my containers to the building, right? Yeah, and and, and this is the thing. So you have to go. My setup that I was driving was I had a 20-foot container at the back of my 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 vehicle, and then yeah. I had then I had a lorry or like a, a a hanger at the back of my car that also had a 20-foot container. So yeah. I had to back that up, disconnect everything, and back up my car into the loading bays, and then I have to refill my containers or empty my containers and then refill my containers depending on what I was driving. Wait, so, sorry, you refilling. So are you doing the forklifting as well? Yeah. Now, right. So, well, what they do have is that they have like a little scooter. They have like an electric, uh, what are they, what do you call those pump things? Pump truck. Pump truck. Yeah. Oh, pallet so, truck. Yeah. yeah. Well, they would have uh, electric pallet trucks for us to to make us to make it easier for us to load because hand loading those forty yeah. foot containers, it, it's a nightmare. So they would ha- usually have electric ones in the warehouses that I would frequent. Okay. There were other other there were other routes that required you to have your own pallet truck in the back of the car and move everything by pallet by palleting. Mm. And so and this is does it pay well? Uh, I mean, what are you comparing it to? And then, and then you're going to have to look at what are you actually doing in your job? Yeah. Because, as I said, backing up is a big that, – that shows your skill as a truck driver. There's, there's – you know, you have to be a endurance. You have to, you know, keep focus. There's all of that. But it's backing up that's the important bit. 
I mean, anybody yeah. can drive straight. Anybody can drive straight down a road. That's not an issue. That's the most boring part of being a truck driver. Well, I mean, what you're explaining, like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's the that's the most boring part, but also that's the part where you're going to fall asleep. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like, right, you're yeah. you're going to sort of drift off and look out the window or something. It's it takes a lot of it's surprising how much energy just driving straight for long distance um takes yep. up because yep. you can't switch off you have to be it's yep. really difficult to be alert for that long like if you're walking down the street you just switch off because yeah. you just go into muscle memory and like yeah you you're fine peripheral vision and you know you're just you're waiting for cues to stop or something yeah and it's very very simple yeah so th- like, this is this yeah. is also it's funny that you said that because you're absolutely right. It is extremely mentally draining to be sitting there behind the wheel. Mm. And the funny thing is, because you're a glorified delivery boy, <laughs> honestly, oh. that's all you are. You're a glorified delivery boy. Especially if you work for Domino's and you're just like delivering dough. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So here's the thing, though. Your manager and your bosses will never let you forget that you're a glorified delivery boy right. because because your schedule, most of the time, in my experience, you have a five-minute window. That's, right. that's, that's how that's, – that, that's usually – they might consider it a toilet break. But if you break for anything more than that, your timing is going to be off. You might, you might miss your load window. If, there, if someone else has a collision on a road and you're delayed, the job right. is the job. It's like, you you know. This is the thing the- that, like, um, there was an interview that I was listening to and someone was talking about this, of, like, how with, like, there, there's loads of little things with um, the HGV drivers where like if you were working in an office or you work like I've been in some jobs where people have had such a cushy, um, cushy position and like so many benefits like coming mm-hmm. out there is like so many that they actually forget and that other people don't get all these crazy benefits. Yeah. Uh, but like some pretty standard ones are you get to go to the toilet you get to have a coffee yeah. break, a tea break. You get to have an hour's lunch. You get to have an like... hour's lunch. Easy, Tiger. Okay, so let me let me just let me just address that tiny little issue about the hour for lunch, right? When I was driving, and and please note, I was driving in the middle of the night. My work day started at eight o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. Okay. We would drive for three and a half hours to the warehouse where I needed to load up my my containers. Yeah. And while we're doing the loading, we had to put our because we'd driven for three and a half hours, we had to put our uh, our cars on rest mode. Yeah. Which is supposed to be our rest period. Yeah which we then used to load the car. Yeah, yeah, because I know that it, by law, it's meant to be that you have uh, rest, rest. Yeah, yeah. rest points, but then, yeah. yeah, they're using those rest points for you to do work. Yeah. In the, yeah, we're driving three and a straight, three and a half hours straight driving. Okay, three and a half, sorry, three hours and 15 minutes if everything worked perfectly. There was a 15 minute window because sometimes we had to go across the border and sometimes the border into Sweden would be closed and we'd have to do admin. Right, okay. Yeah. And then coming back into Norway after having you know done all that, we had to go and present all our, um, our tax papers and all of that to the uh, to the customs office and that was pretty much a lucky dip sometimes there'd be four cars there sometimes there were none sometimes there'd be 48 or 100 so and then you'd be stuck 
at the at the border for hours. You know, I'm gonna uh, say. I'm gonna say. But the thing is, the thing is, the contract that we had was it was just a job. If we were able to do the job in six hours, we got to go and get to. We would we would have left the job and gotten two hours paid. If I had to work three hours extra because I got delayed, in, you got that, yeah. I don't get overtime. And see, these are this is the problem. This entire business model, at least here in Norway, I'm not entirely sure what it's what it's like in England. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is this was the model they were working after, and it was absolute bullshit. You know what? I'm just going to say one thing. Jo- mm-hmm. Join your unions, kids. Join your yep. unions. Yep. Junior and don't work for agencies. Job agencies are the devil. I was actually on a protest the other day that was protesting job agencies here in Norway. I was so oh, really? proud. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was specifically job agencies, like job agencies for electrical work and uh, yeah. construction work. But again, baby steps. Baby steps, baby steps. I mean, baby some step. job agencies make sense for like, so I think it's like agencies make sense in specific circumstances. But yeah, I think it's just overly agencies. And I don't know if you've got the whole zero hour contract thing over there. No, we don't. Yeah, no, like that's the killer. Like yeah. it's basically well, zero it, hour it removes all rights. Yeah, I absolutely hated that. Like my experience of working with agencies in England. Yeah. Join your unions, kids. Join that's Join your unions. That's Uncle never, Uncle Arthur and Uncle Sam's um tip of the day. Join a union. Join join <laughs> your union, not just your, a union. Join your union. No, no, no. If you're unemployed, just find one. <laughs> because <laughs> like, there's no unemployment union. Just just go out onto the streets and find one. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. That, that, plus, that, I'm sure. I'm sure that'll work. Plus, some um, some jobs. Um, job like my my place of work. I think there's yep. like four unions. Really? Yeah. There's like four I'm, different unions. It's kept, how does like, that work? It, unfortunately, it doesn't. Oh well. Well. Yeah. Shocking. Anyway, I won't get into that. <laughs> um but yeah no so yeah no it's um it's crazy man it's crazy with the hgv drivers and thanks for like giving the insight and like i mean as well like something that i think we briefly mentioned it last september last december there were the queues going up the a2 where the border was shut to france so you had hgv drivers trying to get into france so they could get home Yes. And they were just stuck in the UK, not knowing if they could leave. And yep. Brexit was just about to, like, the final, like, Brexit paperwork stuff was going through. So they were like, wait, can we still be here after Jan- Maybe after January, we just kick them out anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> what would happen? Ah. <laughs> uh... Fun, fun times, my friend. I don't know. I don't know about fun times, but it's some kind of times. It's something. It's It's something. something. It's something. No, absolutely. It's definitely something. All right. We're going to move. I think think we hold this one far enough. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, Sam. You, you got married. You didn't have a kid. Dad jokes not allowed. I'm getting ready. I'm I'm warming up my dad jokes. Okay. I'm saying right. I'm I'm sort of like I'm testing out my dad joke muscle. Okay. Every now and Maybe. again. All right. Okay. So what's happening in nonce news? Uh. Well. Grooming is is still an ongoing thing, and uh, is that because of cross? Well, I think it's because of you know people don't know how to deal with being told no. Okay. I, I feel I feel that's the uh, that's the uh, underlying. So, um, a thing was brought to my attention 
via social media where mm-hmm. a 16 year old girl got involved with a man of 51 years damn yeah so 16 and 51 that's, that's an age gap that's a pretty that's like, sizable age gap what is that 35 years yes good maps yeah thank you so there's a 35 year i mean aside from the power imbalance and all of that because this person is just a child at this point um so apparently these two individuals met when the girl wanted to be an actress and oh it's um, always like because that was yeah, um the whole mentor thing that was the whole epstein thing as well it's like yeah, you get kind people, of, yeah, yeah yeah and uh yeah so and when this all came to light people were losing their minds over the girl like the girl was getting so much hate mail because she was apparently a whore right okay a 16 year old child a teenager was literally getting death threats i mean the guy did get slagged off to some extent but the girl was getting death threats so it's not so much about you know it's not so it the 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 absolutely appropriate thing is of course the non-sing and all of this but why are we always blaming the victim yeah why does why is there so much hyper intense focus on the victim and not the predator like it just it just boggles my mind it's the is it that the it's the predator when they are in a position of power uh, and, and, that's, and that's what I said in the beginning. I mean, you can't even argue that they're that about the power imbalance because they're she's 16. She's 16. You you yeah. you you can't even remotely start that argument that you know and have a discussion about if there is a power, there is a power imbalance. End of. Yeah, but it's also End like of. when if this was like if you were having this conversation and it was, I don't know, um, I'm trying to think of someone who, a name for someone that we don't know. Tim. Uh, we don't we, know a Tim. We know a Tim. Oh. <laughs> I was going to use the name Tim. But yeah, you said Tim, so we can use Tim. If it was just Tim down the road. And who's like just down, just down the Weber spoons. Like he's got yeah. like the vein, like you can see the veins under his eyes, and yeah. he's anything got a... over anything. Like I, I know it's still illegal in the UK, but anything over eighteen and it, slobber, like I'll like in teenage years, two years is a big gap. Yeah, but what what I'm saying, man, is like if the if there was that guy. Yeah, it, the newspapers would be like, "What a filthy animal! How dare he!" And like, he'd be like taking advantage of this of this young girl. And mm-hmm. then, as soon as it's like pot-bellied, uh, it's like you know, you see the photos of like the rich, um, rich white guys that are in the Caribbean, and they've got yeah. those shorts that they're that have just been eaten by their butt. And they're just like yeah. tucked in there, and they got these massive bellies where it looks like they ate a beach ball, and they're just yep. sort of like tight leather skin all around them. And mm-hmm. they've like they've done the comb over, but not but there's not enough to comb over. So there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and they're just there with like these these young girls, and it's like I, if you like. Like the the power like imbalance of that and it's just like saying yeah. oh look this girl's taking advantage of him like um um uh, ooh, uh is that is that what we're seeing here um he looks pretty in in t- in charge right now yeah 
the uh, but again it, focusing on like this whole like the whole victim blaming and it's it's just it's just a mentality that has to go like I don't care I don't care what the situation is victim blaming is never is never an answer mm-hmm. so definitely man definitely yeah so the nonsing is still going on we haven't heard anything and it's 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 getting a, the the silence is getting a little bit creepy here over uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, Ghislaine's a bit. Yeah, Gal- nothing. I've heard absolutely nothing about Ghislaine. Yep. That's that's the thing. That's what's so scary about it. But then, has has anything happened with um, with Drew? With the prince. With Princey the prince. Drew. Princey Drew. Nancy Drew. Drew. P. Drew. <laughs> P. Drew. That, 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 that's, that's getting into the that's getting into the realms of pedo, but you know, hey, it's, it's getting there. <laughs> anyway, that was my dad joke of the day. Um, hey. <laughs> as far as I know, there's been very it's been very quiet. It's all bogged down in um, in litigation, and you know lawyers arguing over stuff there's been no headway there's nothing it's just i mean like there is nothing i i know that like i saw that there was there was some file filing that his lawyers had done to say something and then like the you the uh i think it was new york that is the court they're going through they probably yeah they'd filed something as well and so it's like it's one of those weird points in like a case where it's all really like if we were watching a documentary of this there'd be like this really dramatic music of they filed form b7265 and then responded with qrst and then responded with the form oh and this is when he got really excited they did a double injunction it's like you're just saying words nobody knows what any of that means just lawyer words you're just lawyering me i mean it's just it's just ridiculous, but there may be six people who are watching that show who would understand what are the implications of all of that. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, man. So Ooh. moving on to good news. Oh, yeah, we got good news. Let's get in. We it. have some good news. Yeah. What is the good? Um... Well. Oh. Considering our history of being political and uh, having political coverage of elections, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we oh, should yes. we should we should just dip our toes into the uh, positive results of the elections that happened over the weekend. Wait, there wasn't any elections that went on over the weekend. We would have heard about that. You sure? I uh, know there can't have been. Like, so was it a state governor, or was no, it like no, no? Was it someone? Um, it must have been like. Oh, uh, who could it have been? Uh, not Canada, was it? Was it a Canadian election? Uh, no. I think they're still a year off. I think they're next year. I love how you know that off the top of your head. That's not something we even talked about before. This. You're just like Canadian <laughs> elections. I know I'm all on my Canadian elections. <laughs> I said I think I'm, I'm. I'm a little bit unsure, but I. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's next year. It must be longer than that because Trudeau, like not that long ago, had a really shaky election. Did he? Although I mean, there have been like two years of. Um, COVID, so who knows? Maybe it, will, yeah. it is a year away. Maybe it um, is a year away. But yeah, we're talking about, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to take Stab in the Dark, France. Ah, swing and a miss. <laughs> Close but no cigar. Actually, Germany. Germany yeah. had an election. Okay, so this was yeah and this was a big one because it was the first one where merkel wasn't standing 
Yeah, well, she in did it a long time. Yeah, I mean, of course, she's been there since I don't know uh, three weeks after Hitler, probably. Jesus, <laughs> it's like Hitler shot himself. Merkel wandered in. It's like, well, I guess I'll sort this out then. Yep, here we go. I mean, All right, let's get rid of that bloody wall. <laughs> I mean, that that only happened 50, 55 years later, but you know, hey ho, mm-hmm. fifty four. Um, so yeah, Germany had had a had a very positive outcome for the general public. I, I would like to think, as uh, the left took uh, took victory in that in that election, which is, I would think, positive news. We, of course, generally have no faith in the government, so we're just waiting to see how they're going to cock this up. Yeah, no, no, and yeah, I, and and I mean, in the last election, had had Corbyn been there and been allowed to run and and been elected we still would be saying the same thing we'd be very we'd be very very grateful that bojo has finally been knocked off his perch but at the same time we're just waiting for him to cock this up aren't we (laughs) so i mean i'm also like so the party that came in in germany i don't know too much about them uh, but it's like it is a it is a huge change, uh, and it, it was is, kind it of it is a huge it is a huge shift from Merkel's Christian right center right group. They call it center right, but yeah, I mean it was it it was kind of, it was kind of to be expected because there wasn't really it was already a kind of it's a Merkel held that thing together, and then yep. it's a kind of fractured party because in Bavaria it's actually a different party that they joined with so Mm -hmm. they're not actually the same party in Bavaria but there's a different leader that looks after them there yeah and so yeah and it was sort of a bit also I mean when you've got such a big figure as your leader it's really hard to see who will replace that person are you calling her fat oh my god (laughs) she was a big person (laughs) she was Merkel motherfucker uh i know she's a political giant i understood the reference but at the same time i just couldn't let that opportunity slide plus like what's wrong with her being fat in bavaria she has so many like sausages and like sweet breads and like beers and like so many lovely things to eat so much strudel Strudel? If if you come out of germany and you're not fat you're doing it wrong I was bloated for about six weeks after Earthshaker. Okay, so don't talk to me about coming out of Germany fat. I was yeah. bloated. Yeah, you don't. You don't come out of Germany skinny, and everything's ga- like everything's got um, is carbonated. So it's a very gassy country. Oh, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Still, good times. Like, to be honest, if Merkel just like went on a trip somewhere for a long period, she'd probably come back like stick thin. It's all the carbonation in Germany. That's what's keeping <laughs> her like that. Uh, is that why you voted for Brexit? It's because you want the carbonation to move over to England. Oh God, I hate car. I remember in Germany once I got a carbon, I bought a milkshake, a yeah. milkshake, and it was carbonated. How did they get that? I don't know, and I don't know why. I don't know why they do it. Why would they do that? What's wrong with you, Germany? What's wrong with you? I'd like to say that that was your biggest crime against the world, but we know that's not true. (laughs) Okay, so getting back on track. So the left one, Merkel lost. Um, another, Another set of good news another set of good news mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two weeks passed the same thing happened in norway Hey-o. Hey-o. yep there was a big shift the right side uh, the right-leaning government uh tilted over to the left mm-hmm. they're still sorting out um they're still sorting out the details of it but it's going to be a left-leaning government now so people are very hopeful for the cool, future cool <clears throat> um another for some of you, another positive to take away from this: uh, Norway has stopped, uh, has officially broken lockdown. Oh, okay, cool. 
Right. Yeah, we're, we're still we're still getting positive numbers of six to eight hundred people per day getting uh, positive results of COVID, but they have stopped lockdown. Like the like global government, global what do you call it? The um, central or like whatever. Yeah, the governmental legisla- legislations have been peeled back, but okay. every every um, commune or, or every state in Norway are free to to dispensate uh, disciplinary actions to uh, or how they want to deal with COVID now. But the government has stopped passing legislation and 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 enforcing laws on everyone. Okay. And, the first thing that the airport did was to announce that they're still going to mandate people to wear masks at the airport. That's fair enough. Like I, yeah. it's, it's yeah. one of those things like you, um, there's still like some, some protocols that you can have in place. And like, I think as well, if you're going to like another country, if you're at an airport, you don't know, where all those people are going and it might be that some of those countries they're going to have still got lockdowns in place or something and so it's it might make sense because you don't know where people are coming to and from exactly so okay. yeah so i just i just find it insane we're we're still testing and and getting positive results in the hundreds like over 500 a day and uh the government just turns around and said, oh yeah, COVID's over. Bye. I mean, I'm just going to put this into context. So like at the moment, your deaths are at like zero, like some are zero a week. Some, there was one week where you had nine. I don't know what was going on there. And like your weekly, so you just had a spike at the beginning of September where you had yep. like, uh around 2000 weekly cases just sort of a bit below that but it's now gone down massively to like 300 um in the uk just to just to give you a little comparison in the uk the uh cases at the moment are yep. around 35000 just below that so around the 30000 mark of new cases uh, a week okay. and, and deaths per week. We're currently at uh, 60, 63. It's like, uh, what's the highs here? Like around 200. So between 200 and 63 is where we're like jumping. Mm-hmm. So I think if you've got, if nine deaths a week is your high, um, that's, that's pretty good, man. <laughs> That's not bad. I mean, yeah. But yeah, when we're looking at like, I mean, 200 first, like, is still pretty good in comparison, but that's like, I mean, I just hope it doesn't rise above that. I'm still, I'm still thinking that we're going to get another lockdown in the UK. Yeah, that would not, that would not surprise me. Yeah, it's like the whole of Europe is going to be open and it's going to be like, Oh no, poor England with their horse carts and their <laughs> and their and their flat fizzy drinks because yeah. there's no CO two. Oh no! I mean, there are probably worse things. I I mean, yeah, like I I'm quite looking forward to like a horse drawn carriage coming down to sell me cheese. I'd go, I'd go, I'd go live somewhere just so that I had like the horse, the cheese person drive down on a horse to give me cheese. Imagine that. That that sounds like Switzerland, to be fair. Oh my God. Weren't you telling me about that place where people would float down the river on their way home from work? uh, Basel. Basel, Uh, they, they float down... uh, Because the river travels at uh, a constant 200, uh, sorry, not 200, that'd be too fast, uh, 22 miles an hour. You okay. just, um, you put all your bat, all your clothes in like a waterproof bag 
Uh, yep. that they like they sell these ones that like scrunch up so it doesn't let any water in and you just wade down into the water and you just float you don't even have to swim you just float there and it just carries you home you just need to make sure that you get out of the river before you go past like a certain bend because then it goes into like the industrial part and it's a right. working yep. river so it's like yep. oh no crap <laughs> And there's a lot of chemical plants around there, so you don't want to be in that. Ah, uh, right, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is, I think that's everything, man. That is everything. That is everything. Well, yeah, that is everything. That's everything, everything from us like, at the moment, because that I'd was like a lot. <laughs> we hope that you've enjoyed yourself, dear listener, out there in the world, wherever you are. Um, if you're folding your underpants... Uh, walking down the street, uh, having a quiet beer alone, or if it's Chris in a warehouse preparing for his day at work, we hope that you're having a lovely time. And I thought Chris was talking shelves at Sainsbury's. No, Chris, no, Chris, he was on the show with us. Oh, sorry, Chris. Yeah. I remember Chris. He works in a warehouse and he sell he sells nerd stuff. Oh. You, pack, you pack that nerd stuff, Chris. You pack it. You do. <laughs> All right. For, well, to Chris and everyone else out there in podcast land, look after yourselves. Bye. Bye.